and welcome to episode two of Hurwitz's House of Horror. I'm your host, Steve Hurwitz, and joining me back in the horror house is my good friend, Jeff. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm good. Hey, guys, I'm back. He's back. Our most uh, most popular guest so far with uh, one appearance under his belt. I'd say the most popular, maybe the most handsome guest. An absolute fan favorite, Today. that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you again for doing uh, episode one. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to have you back. And also, I wanted to thank you for the uh, awesome artwork that you designed for for the podcast. I, I sent my good friend here, Jeff, a text. I was just like, hey, man, can you just do like this little sketch of me with a little Dracula disco collar? And then I'm just going to put, you know, the name of the podcast next to it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do something up for you. And maybe like six hours later, he sends me a text and it says something like, I think I got a little carried away. <laughs> Here you go. And the the logo that you see now is is what he produced and blew my mind. Love every second of it. So thank you again, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I like doing that. Yeah. I I uh yeah, I I thought I was going to do like a, f- a fun. I knew it was going to be a drawing, but I was like, "Oh, I'll take a second." And then yeah, it was like 6 hours of just layers and random stuff. Ah, looks great. So uh, last time you were here, I asked you about your first kind of experiences with horror. Uh, This time, can you tell me about some of your first experiences when it comes to Friday the 13th? Uh, Any of the the movies or merchandise or? Yeah, um, I mean, like like I mentioned last time, like I mentioned last time, uh, not a big like horror family, horror house, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um. So I hadn't seen any of the movies until I was, I mean, until now, I guess is the, is the real thing, but, uh, I wasn't aware of any of the stories or anything. Uh, the first, um, time I'd ever seen or heard of Friday the 13th, I think was just the cost, the Halloween costume, like at target. Um, hopefully a future sponsor, uh, was like, (laughs) was the Jason mask. And I think the knife, the knife that had the blood in it, unless that was that might have been Scream or just another movie. I don't really know. But there was the knife and it had the you'd like tilt it and the blood would come out. Spooky. Oh, oh I remember those actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the blood was inside the knife or something. Yeah, yeah. right. It was like a clear plastic outer casing on the blade and you yeah. and it, you'd tilt it and the blood would come out of the handle. Oh, I remember seeing those all the time. I think I may have gotten one of those at those a certain so cool. point for a costume. And I was just so excited because I don't know, I was a child because it was <laughs> and that awesome. Was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the Jason mask. And I was like, oh, the Jason mask. I didn't know who Jason was. I don't know this, you know, who he was or who his mom was or anything like that. It's kind of funny just how that mask represents this this one franchise. You know, you mm-hmm. see it and you just associate it immediately with Friday the 13th, the hockey mask with the little red uh, red marks on it. Mm-hmm. Well, which is especially weird because like. Now that I've seen the first two, it's not in the first two. Not at all. No. So it's like the most classic part of the Friday the 13th series is like not even in the first two movies. That's correct. It comes in in uh, part three. That's right. And then okay. it sticks around for quite a while after that. Yeah. Forever, you might say. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. So. Well, except for like Jason X, where it's like that weird metallic mask. Mm. It's like in his face. Interesting. Okay. Something to look forward to maybe. <laughs> When we get to uh, to part 10 of the series. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see. My kind of first experience that I remember with Friday the 13th, I believe it was uh, through this 
DVD that I rented from the video store back when those were a thing. Mm-hmm. God, I miss those. Me too. But it was like a collection of maybe it was like an hour movie. And it was a collection of like classic scenes from different horror movies. That was the whole like disc. It was just like yep. scenes. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I remember that's the first time I saw one of the scenes from Hellraiser, we, which we watched kind of recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember, there's a scene where Frank is, he's wearing someone else's skin and it's oh, towards yeah. the very end. And then there are all those chains in him and he says, Jesus wept. And then he just like explodes into <laughs> blood. I do remember that. Yeah. That was disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was one, that was, that was one of the scenes in that. Uh, one of the scenes was from Friday the 13th part four, I think it was, because he had the mask. I'm, I'm not sure what the exact scene was but that's kind of where i really first remember seeing jason in a movie there's also hmm? oh sorry was that your first experience with like horror movies or just this just friday the 13th i'd say it's probably just friday the 13th okay Uh, i mean aside from going into the video store and there was always that horror section Mm. and as a kid it always just fascinated me and i would (laughs) just walk over and look at all the covers and a lot of them were, you know, VHS movies. And I think those still have some of the best artwork, you know? Oh, I love VHS, like cases and box art and all that kind of stuff. Ah, me too. I feel like DVDs at a certain point just got lazy. And it's like, here's mm-hmm. a picture of the main character's face. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and the logo. Yeah, it's like cool. But yeah, the older horror movies definitely had a really cool, cool look to them. Totally. And I would just, every time I'd go into the video store, I would just... Go right over and just look at all of them, having no idea what was in them, but being like, that looks gross and cool. And then one of my parents being like, get over here. That's not for you. (laughs) See, that's what's funny is I didn't I didn't feel a draw to those Mm -hmm. at all. Like I saw them. I was like, oh, that looks scary. Mm -hmm. And then I would go over and rent like Bat Monk, whatever, where where it's Alvin and the Chipmunks. But one of them turns into Batman at some point. And I was like, yeah, this is what I like. (laughs) To be fair, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it was rad. Yeah. Alrighty, well, let's dive into today's movie. All right. We're talking about Friday the 13th, Part 2, directed by Steve Miner. Nice. Yeah, uh, just as a warning for everyone, straight up spoilers. So if you don't want this movie spoiled, don't listen. Or do. I don't care. (laughs) Not your dad. Um, uh, was this directed by the same guy? You said Steve Miner. That's correct. Uh, no, the director from the first one was Sean S. Cunningham. I believe his name was. Okay, cool. I'm going to say I could tell. Really? But yeah, and we'll get into, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more. What were some of the differences you noticed? Just the vibe of it. Yeah. It seemed very like, um, let's do the first one again. Uh Uh-huh. Kind of. But but um, le- I would say less suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Also, just kind of like it just felt like someone trying to mimic the first one, basically gotcha. through the whole movie. Yeah. Would did did you like this movie? Um, let's just do a yes or no. Oof, yes or no? Yeah, I'm gonna say no. All right. Yeah, I liked the first one. I if it's a yes or no answer, I gotta say no then for this one. Cool. Well. Let's talk about this movie. (laughs) So the movie starts off with us being reintroduced to Alice from the very first movie. The one who managed to survive. That's right. And being attacked by a lake boy. 
Yeah, I remember um, I was a little surprised at the beginning of this movie. I think it's like the first five, ten minutes are just like, oh, uh, oh, no, it's like her dreaming Mm -hmm. and just them showing the last like the full end of the last movie. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, oh, I get it. They're doing a quick recap. It's like a nightmare. And then it kept going. (laughs) I was like, I thought this was a new movie, not, you know. Yeah, like I, the end I of even, the last one. I even have here in my notes really long recap. <laughs> yeah, and it does like it even shows Mrs. Voorhees getting her head chopped off in the slow motion. Yeah, it's still in Full, there. They could have cut that way down. I believe it was a total of about like seven minutes. Yeah, like, I think so into too. the movie they were. Yeah, I kept pausing it and checking the timestamp. Like, my God, how long is this taking? So Alice wakes up, and we learn that she's trying to get her life back together. Hmm. Um. Who wouldn't after trying to recover from uh, from a Friday the 13th, as they say? Yeah. Cutting off some old lady's head. You know, that that takes it out of you sometimes. It does. I wouldn't know, but maybe you would. Mm. (laughs) Let's move on. So Alice uh, gets a phone call. She's talking to her mom. That's when she tells her, you know, hey, I'm just trying to get everything back together. Uh, She goes about the house doing some things and she gets another call. She answers, but there's no one on the line. Ooh. Yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently this killer knows how to use a phone. Was there breathing or no? I don't think so. It was just silence. Just, okay. yeah, absolute silence, which freaks her out. You know, mm-hmm. I'd probably freak out if I got a call with no one on the other end. Me too. Or I'd just start yelling like, what do you want? What do you want from me? Yeah. Or like, please take me off of your, or put me on your do not call list. Yeah. I'd probably just hang up and market a spam. Yeah. Uh, Alice here, so she goes around locking the doors in her house. She makes her way to the kitchen and she left the window open. Rookie never, mistake. Never do that. Mm-hmm. She goes to the window. We think something's going to happen. And it does. A cat jumps in the window. All right. Yeah. Scares the crap out of her. And she's like, ah, you got me, cat. You got me. Um, Leaves the window open. Does she? I believe, yeah. Because I remember thinking, well, close the window. <laughs> Just because there's a cat there doesn't mean there's not something else there. Yeah. And I might be remembering wrong, but I'm pretty sure she leaves the window open. So she puts on a pot of tea or a pot of hot water. She thinks she's all good. She opens up her fridge door. And what's in there? A severed head. head. That's right. Or a head. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. Voorhees' head. That's what I thought. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. She screams and someone comes up behind her, grabs an ice pick and puts it right into her head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gross. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. I learned that the first or one of the first times they tried doing that stunt, they didn't. It was... Um, a pick that you know you you put it against a hard surface and the pick. Oh, part it's like goes retractable. retractable, like those yes. retractable knives. Exactly. Again, a Halloween staple. Yeah. So on one of the takes, they were using that. The killer put it into her head, and it didn't retract. Ooh, went just straight into her head. How far into her head did it go? I didn't like go in, but it definitely like did some damage Ooh. to her. She was like, "That really hurt," and she had to do it like a couple more takes oh, after that too. I did notice. I feel like it went in kind of slow. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's why they're like, maybe just let's just make sure. <laughs> yeah, but it was kind of it came out kind of sinister. The fact that he just slowly fucking put an ice pick in someone's temple. Yeah, uh, the yeah. cat clearly didn't care either because it just kind of looked around and sniffed. I don't know. I just noticed that. Oh, that yeah, was kind of funny. funny. Yeah, the cat was chilling. I was like, ah, he's like, I got fed. Yeah. <laughs> I think anyway. And the killer kindly takes the uh, the teapot. Off the stove. <laughs> I oh, missed that part. I was really considerate of him. Yeah. Or her. Nice guy. Well, or lady. Actually, I guess it's or, becomes pretty apparent the killer in this is is Jason. Yeah. 
I yeah. feel like we knew f- from the beginning it was Lake Boy. Lake Boy is back. So that's when we have our logo coming back at us. And yeah, this time, instead of breaking through glass, it comes on the screen and it just explodes. Yeah. So excited. It was, (laughs) I was pumped up. Yeah. They're like, you know what? This is the sequel and it's going to be better than the first. It's going to be explosive. It is explosive like a explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Came right out of the screen, right at you. (laughs) Well, this is when we get introduced to Sandra and Jeff. Our new cat, our new cast of likable characters. Of likable kids just doing their summer camping ah. out at a camp. Uh, we have Crazy Ralph showing up. Again, that was a, a great favorite. Yeah, I, I, I was, uh, what is it, hooping and hollering? That's not right. I was cheering when he showed up. Whooping? Whooping and hollering? Uh, sounds about right to me. I don't know. Whoop, whoop. So he shows up and he's telling these kids again, you know, told the others, doomed, you're all doomed. Doom. And then he does his classic move of riding away on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed by the fact that we didn't watch him bike down the entire block. Like Me too. That's what movie. I was going to say. So like, you know, be consistent, Ralph. That's what I'm saying. Different directors. <gasps> I, I feel like <laughs> if this is the original director, he would have made the right call mm-hmm. in just following him all the way down the street mm-hmm. to his house just, until he shrinks down <laughs> yeah. and he's around the corner. Yep. I like that. Mm-hmm. Wish you should have been the director of this movie. Maybe we'll direct the next one. We could do a crazy Ralph origin movie. Mm. Yeah. So Jeff uh, gets pranked real hard by the next character that we meet, Ted. Ted seems like the jokester of this movie, uh, kind of like the Ned from the last one, <laughs> but uh, much more likable. I'll be honest with you. Ted did nothing. He was just like a jokester. I feel like that just kind of backs up my point that this is just them trying to capitalize on the first movie with their new totally original character nothing like ned his name is ted yeah and he's also a jokester yeah a little prankster <laughs> with his little slingshot he did have a slingshot no no that's oh, not that's someone else, else. yeah oh, that's we someone have two else. pranksters we Uh-oh. do but i guess he's more like the the ned just because mm. he's kind of just a dick too right yeah so the three start to make their way to the new camp uh, I believe it's a counselor training camp that they're heading to. Thank you. Um, I totally did not pick up on that. I don't know. I was like, they're at camp. I, I couldn't figure out why they were at camp or if campers were going to show up. Mm-hmm. But somehow I missed that part and I, and I just never caught up. So I'm glad. So it was a, it was a retreat for camp counselors. Okay. Yeah. Training, I guess. I'm glad we're on the same page. It was a training. Gotcha. So as they're driving to the camp, uh, there's a branch right in the middle of the road. That's Mm. never a good sign. Uh, Of course, they go to move it, and Sandra decides to wander off into the woods a little bit. Seems like a great idea. Totally. That's what I always do whenever somebody has to move a branch out of the way. I'm not going to lift that personally. Yeah. I'm weak. Someone's doing hard labor. I leave. I'm going to just go right into those woods and be like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. But she does find the... Camp Crystal Lake sign. And that's when we kind of learn that they're very close to Camp Blood. Mm-hmm. I believe they're on the same lake. And yes. they, they, they talk about it a little later on. So everyone starts arriving at the camp. Uh, this is when we meet your slingshot guy. That's right. Slingshotting little pebbles into a girl's butt. That's how you get their attention. Mm-hmm. Little did I know. That's how you flirt. I got learned from the first movie. <laughs> Shooting arrows at girls. Shooting arrows and slinging rocks. That's right. 
That's how you show girls you like them. I'll be honest. He was a fairly handsome man. He had very just like smoldering eyes. Mm, mm-hmm. When I saw it, I was like, damn, that man just smoldered. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Who's this fella? We're introduced to Terry, Vicky, Scott, Mark, and Paul. Yeah. I don't remember any of those names. I, I think Paul is the one I remember. Paul is going to be the head counselor, the nice guy. He's the not creepy version of Steve. Yeah, the more wholesome big brother type version of Steve from the last one. Exactly. Uh, Scott is going to be the gentleman with the slingshot. Aha. Yeah. The, the bad boy of camp. Vicky is going to be, I believe, the one with the dog who we learn the dog's name is Muffin. Mm-hmm. Muffin. I remember Muffin. Nope, I'm sorry. That's going to be Terry. Terry has Muffin. Oh. Yeah. The cute right. dog. We're then also introduced to Ginny. She shows up in a really loud car. That's right. A, bu- a VW Bug, maybe? I think so. Yeah. But we also see another shot of Ralph. I really like that, too. She's driving towards the camp, and you just see Ralph on his little bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ralph. So I guess yeah, we I forget did, his name is Ralph. We caught up to him. He's still just riding his still bike going. from that earlier scene. All right. That, at least there's that. I don't know where he's going, but he's going somewhere. That's You're darn right he's going somewhere. There's a lot of talk about looking out for bears because, let's be honest, bears are in the woods. That's right. They'll fucking get you, man. Especially if you got menstrual blood. Yeah. So Or, or perfume. So they say. Yeah. In Look the movie specifically. Bears. They say, make sure to be clean, ladies, because those bears are going to come after you. Mm-hmm. I like that Paul uh, ended up fixing the car by doing absolutely nothing to it. When Ginny shows up, her car is, you can't get it to start again. He tells her to go park it. He goes to the back of the car, opens it up, tells her, hey, try it or turn it on. She turns it on. He just gets hit in the face with a bunch of smoke. And he's like, I did it. Yeah, I thought that was some kind of elaborate prank at first. And Mm -hmm. then later she says something like, yeah, I remember you fixed my car car earlier. Thanks. I was like, oh, he did uh, not. He did zero. He did nothing. Sounds like a mechanic to me. Am I right? <laughs> oh, so it turns to night and the counselors are all hanging out around a campfire. And Paul kind of gives them the the story of what's been going on. Apparently, it's been five years since the incident at Camp Blood. And Jason is said to be a bit of a demented creature and he lives off the land. Uh, th- this is what the locals have kind of been been saying, which it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like the legend of Jason. Yeah. He, uh, they say his mother or he saw his mother get beheaded and now he's out for revenge. Spooky. Spooky. And at the end of this story, there's a real jump scare, <laughs> at least for the counselors. Ned, excuse me, not Ned, Ted <laughs> jumps out, not wearing any clothes. He's got like a spear and a funny mask. It was like a gorilla. I think. I don't know. It was some sort of creature. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. It was a spooky mask. Yeah. Everyone freaks out. And that's when Paul's like, all right, guys, it's all just a story, you know? Uh, also, don't go over there because it's just not safe. Which seems a little counter, you know, suggestive. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, guys, let's no more talk of this Jason you know scenario it's all just a a scary story it's not real but also don't go over there don't go to camp blood it's not safe it's kind of like didn't you say it was fake because why can't we just go hang out at that camp i feel like i'm getting mixed signals here yeah 
Paul. Come on, guy. Come, Come on, on, Paul. <laughs> so the counselors end up going back into the house and we're showing them again, all getting along. Uh, another scene I like because it makes them more relatable, more likable. It's kind of upsetting when they get killed. Mm-hmm. No Kevin Bacon this time. Ah, no, unfortunately. Which was a bummer, but, you know, I'm, I got past it. I'm imagining he just like comes back in every single one, but he plays a different character. He has like a different sort of like a mustache, yeah, like a mustache or like one or glasses mm-hmm. that I would honestly, I would throw an extra star in this movie. Oh, I would bump it right up mm-hmm. for me too. I like that. There are people just kind of dancing. Just like they put on a little bit of music and just mm-hmm. start to boogie. People don't do that anymore. I was just thinking that I feel like, yeah, nobody just puts on music and dances around their living room anymore. Like no one's watching. We should bring that back. Okay. And then hopefully not get murdered. Maybe that's why people stop doing it. Because when you dance, you know, just a little boogie by yourself or your friends in the house, you get murdered. We should test the theory. I like this. Maybe not at a camp. No. We'll just do that here. We should at a camp. Hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Do you know any camps? Friday the 13th, part 11. Steve and Jeff get murdered. Oh, I think I feel like you're you're giving away the whole premise of the movie there. Or maybe they don't get murdered. Ah, that's why you have to watch. So after everyone, you know, is dancing, playing chess, hanging out, talking, they all kind of break up into separate groups and start to head off to bed. Uh, You have Paul and Ginny go off and start to canoodle. And that's when we see crazy Ralph's shadow kind of lurking around like a like a pervert. Yeah, well, peeping Tom, well, peeping Ralph. It's two people just want some time by themselves, and not crazy Ralph is going to come and be like, "Doom, doom," just like whispers Ooh. it into their ears. Yeah, <laughs> hello, doom's coming for you, <laughs> Ralph. Stop, get out of here, man. We don't want you. <laughs> See if they listen to him and left. So this is when we get, I guess, our second kill of the movie, and it's crazy Ralph. He gets garroted. I believe that's the word. Garroted. Garrot. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, those um those wires that can go around oh, your neck. And you yeah, get yeah. I think that's garroted. Very mafia style kill. Yeah. He gets garroted. And you know what? That's what you get for being a perv, Ralph. Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. Oh, also sorry to your wife. Yeah. I wonder if they're actually still together. Sorry, Mrs. Ralph. It is five years after the first movie. I bet they are. I hope so. Ralph's a good guy. He is. Again, wise Ralph. He just wanted to tell everyone the truth Mm -hmm. you're all doomed that's right get out of here Mm -hmm. he tried to warn them they never listen so they deserve it unfortunately he had to pay the price all right i apologize ralph you didn't deserve it you'll live on forever in our hearts let's take a moment of silence for ralph thank you so the next day the counselors are exploring and doing counselor stuff Mm -hmm. you see him kind of going off for jogs and i guess you know training for more counselors, for more yep. counselor stuff, because that's what the whole whole thing is Camp about. Is that's, that's why they're there. Yeah, uh, we kind of have another shot of the killer looking around, kind of watching them, mm-hmm. being creepy. I feel like we're maybe like was this like almost halfway through the movie at this point? Maybe, or maybe, maybe approaching half. It's probably, yeah, it's probably about twenty. I don't know, yeah, maybe half an hour in. Yeah, which is uh, if you guys can tell based on the synopsis so far. Um, interesting. I feel like compared to the first movie, nothing, uh, really happens for Mm -hmm. a long time. At least in the first movie, 
I mean, very similar, a lot of similarities showing up to camp. Mm-hmm. There's some shenanigans in the, in the camp, be it strip monopoly or dancing to music. There's, you know, they hang out and then they go off and they all wander off and are alone and some canoodle, you know, same setup, except in the first one, there was dreams of blood rain and all this kind of stuff. And this one, it's more like, Oh, you want to play? uh, (laughs) Damn it. What's it called? (laughs) You want to play a football or, Fucking! <laughs> what's that game called with the puck damn it i was gonna make fun of her for forgetting <laughs> hockey you mean hockey yeah i think that's the line he says too yeah you, <laughs> you mean, mean hockey, hockey? <laughs> yeah anyway yeah i feel oh my God. i feel like it was a bit more of yeah i don't know if streamline is the right word but it just kind of moved quicker for sure it kind of went by the same beats but i was still into it mm-hmm. yeah uh so we have terry's dog kind of rocks up to the killer's feet, we see. Mm. A little scary right there. And then there's a weird transition to a hot dog being grilled. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I noticed that as well. I kind of saw it as it. like, uh, this dog might be might be meat. Yeah, it might be done for. <laughs> might be done for. But I was also really kind of uh, excited by that hot dog. I, I love hot dogs. <laughs> I'm actually thinking of opening a uh, hot dog stand called mm. Hurwitz's Hot Dogs. <laughs> Or Hurwitz's House of Hot Dogs. Oh, that's way better. Oh. I'll sell uh, I'll sell hot dogs along with my hot merch. Ooh. Yeah. And um, I'll have a t-shirt that's going to have the same kind of logo that mm-hmm. you made for me. Except instead of my face, it's going to be a hot dog with like my facial hair. Ooh, nice. And the Dracula disco collar. Yeah. Yeah. Hot dog house. Hot dog house. Yeah. I'd buy hot dogs from you. Thanks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we've got those sizzling hot dogs. Mm-mm. We see people just, you know, they're hanging out. They're taking a quick break. We see Jenny, Ginny pick up a chainsaw and put it in a closet. I kind of caught onto that. I was like, this seems kind of like a Chekhov's gun type situation. You yeah, know? a little foreshadowing. Yeah. I call it Chekhov's Chainsaw. Hmm. Yeah. And that does come into play later in Act 3. So Sander and Jeff decide to sneak off and go check out Camp Blood. They want to see what's up with it. They go off and they find a weird kind of gross pile of mush, which they think could be muffin. Yeah, that was gross. It was pretty gross. I think It was a furry pile of mush. He even said the line, yeah, I think Sandra asked, is that a dog? And Jeff says, can't tell. It's too gross. <laughs> Look at that. Gross. So they're, they get so close to the camp and that's when they get stopped by a cop who's just, I guess, hanging out in the woods. Yep. Just hanging out in the woods. He takes him back to the camp. He's very upset. Paul honestly doesn't really seem to care. He's like, piss off cop. Yeah. The cop's like, uh, you're not going to, you're not going to punish him or something like that. And, and then Paul goes, I'll take away their second second helpings of dessert or some snotty shit like that. That was kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Like, damn, way to way to stick to this cop. Especially, you know, if Sandra and Jeff really like dessert. That's right. That's he could really be, you know, that's devastating damage. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be pretty upset. Sorry, Jeff. I guess it depends on the dessert. It's Mm -hmm. like a pudding. Probably would be okay not getting seconds. Yeah, I'm not a big pudding guy. Like 
a confetti cake. Oh, mama. With some confetti frosting. Sounds delicious. <laughs> so the cop just leaves at that point. He starts heading back to his car, which I, I guess he just had parked over by Camp Crystal Lake. And he sees like some legs go into the forest and he starts to chase after these legs. Again, leaving his car, I think with a door open. Probably. He just jumps out of his car and leaves it in the street and starts ch- chasing this guy into the woods. Yeah. He's huffing and puffing. We see the killer just slowly taking his time, but that cop cannot catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, the cop ends up running into a like a shack, just a beat up old shack looking house. He's looking around then he opens a door and we see his reaction. He's like, oh, my God, what is this? And that's when we end up getting our third kill. He gets a hammer to the back of the head. <laughs> bang, bang, Maxwell's silver hammer. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Like like the classic Beatles song. Yeah. The one that everyone remembers. Yeah. About the guy killing people with hammers, I'm pretty sure. The inspiration for Friday the 13th Part 2? Ooh. Who's to say? Scandal? All the Beatles are dead. That's not true. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Made that up. Whoa. Yeah. Bold claim. No, I apologize, sir. Paul Headlines McCartney. coming out of out of out of Erwitz's House of Horror. I all the Beatles are dead. I got the hot takes here. I told you I'd have them. Didn't say they'd all be about horror, but <laughs> or true. Yeah. <laughs> but hot, hot. Ooh, ooh. That's hot, a hot that's a hot to take. That's a hot hot take. Hot dog, baby. <laughs> Steve's horror, hot dogs, and hot takes. <laughs> Okay, so that's this around this time. That's when things start to pick up, right? Yeah, There's a lot of like camp stuff, and then this is where stuff starts to kind of like get a little more exciting. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, that night. We have a good chunk of the counselors going into town before you know the real hard work. I think is what Paul says before that starts. Yeah, your last chance to party. That's right. So we have uh, Terry, Mark, Vicky, Scott, Sandra, and Jeff all stay behind. That's when Terry goes looking out for Muffin and then decides to do one of your, you know, just a classic naked swim. Classic. As everyone does at night. Yep. At a scary camp. Every time I go to a scary camp and go looking for my missing muffin, my my missing dog muffin, <laughs> my missing dog named Muffin, <laughs> I immediately just have to go skinny get dipping. Yep. Get naked. Yeah. Go for the swim. And you know what? If you think about it. Um. This was their, this is totally out of order. <laughs> if you think about it, this was their last chance to party. Look at that. Uh-oh. Spooky. Because they be, they're gonna, all going to die. That's Spoiler yeah. alert. Whoa. They're all going to die. Almost, I mean, I think. Almost all. That's right. So Scott comes by and steals her clothes like the cool prankster that he is. Yeah, cool, fun, non-problematic prankster. Yep. Uh, first, I'm going to use a slingshot. Shoot rocks at your butt, and I'm going to steal your clothes and leave you naked. <laughs> yeah. Pew, 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 pew. That was a slingshot. So she, uh, no, she, she sees him stealing his, her clothes. She chases after him, and he ends up stepping into some sort of trap. Yeah, booby trap. Yeah. The rope wraps around his legs, pulls him right into the tree. He tried to sneak a look at some boobies and stepped into a booby trap. And he's just hanging upside down. Yep. <laughs> And that's when things get serious for, what's his name, Simon? <laughs> close, Scott. Hey, yeah, close. Scott. So, you know, she leaves to go get a knife or something to cut him down. 
And Scott is just, <laughs> he was just hanging there. Like the, the, <laughs> the camera just like, you know, he's just upside down with his arms hanging, just yeah. slowly kind of, slowly kind of turning. Not even know, struggling. I, I thought that was super funny because he just looks so defeated. So just sad. Like, I can't do anything. Yeah. Please let me down. So this is when we're going to get kill number four. Scott gets his throat slit with a machete while upside down Boom. like an idiot. I, I thought they were doing kind of like a fake out there. Mm-hmm. I thought because she says, I'm going to go back to camp to get help or whatever. And it was following her. And I feel like there was a couple of near near misses where it was. It, it showed the door behind her or something like that. And and then it cuts back to him and he's just like, he gets his throat <laughs> cut. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty cool kill. I, yeah. I liked that one. Mostly just because he was hanging upside down. That was cool. That was I, I, I'm going to say, though, uh, as much as I say I'm not into gore, mm-hmm. that one felt a little disappointing to me as far, as gore wise. Yeah. I feel like it was kind of one of those classic like it, they run the fake blade across his throat and there's like a red line. Mm-hmm. I feel like hanging upside down guy, you could have done a whole a whole thing. Curtain of blood just pouring down his face. I mean, if you're going to get real nasty about it. That's what I was expecting, but here's a couple of fun facts for you. Okay. So the makeup designer or the practical effects person was Mm -hmm. not Tom Savini this time who did all of the effects from the first one. I feel like I could tell. Oh yeah. Uh, Another thing you could tell just immediately different director, different effects artist. Uh, I'm not sure who the name is off the top of my head, but they have become kind of a prolific person now in Hollywood for their special effects, which is good. Fun fact number two was that the MPAA cracked down on this film much more than they did on part one. Uh, Apparently, they let a lot of the gore effects kind of slide. I remember telling you that they had to chop down or cut down like scenes, the kills by a couple seconds. Oh, that's right. And I remember you saying the final kill when um, Mrs. Voorhees gets her head cut off. Yeah. They cut out some of the parts of her headless body. Moving around her little fingers moving. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. yeah, because of that, they told the director that, you know, we can't have as much gore as we did in the last one. So that's why we have a disappointing kind of machete oh, kill. That's too bad. Yeah. Was it, do you know if it was just this movie or was it like the ratings system was kind of changing? Because I know for a while it was pretty lax. Like I went and saw, I think it was like a Zora movie or a Three Musketeers movie. It was PG-13 when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy getting like slammed onto a, a row of spikes. Mm-hmm. It was like super gory and violent. And I think it was like six or something. Oh, wow. And then that's changed now. I believe um, it was just during kind of like that time. Right. Okay. During, I believe this movie came out 1981. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they That did affect sort of other horror movies too mm-hmm. at the time as well. So uh, we also have our fifth kill. Terry, who goes to Scott's body to let him down. She starts talking to him because she doesn't see his throat has been slit. <laughs> He's just kind of hanging there. And she's like, oh, not don't don't got a lot to say this time, huh? Yeah. You finally shut your mouth. Yeah. You dead idiot. You dead, stupid, upside down idiot. <laughs> well, and then that's where we get her kind of screaming as we see a shadow approach. And I believe that's going to be an off screen kill that we have. Mm-hmm. So we don't see the killer yet, right? Nope. He shows up uh, a little, like not, not too much longer after this, which but, is, I feel like, I don't know if they're trying to do the same thing as the first one. Cause we all knew it was Jason, right? Because that was one thing I feel like 
was super lacking in this one was in the first one it was the whodunit aspect where mm-hmm. it's like oh is it like i like i was saying before i thought it was steve through the whole thing and then it was ended up not being you know you think it might be one of the campers or it might be uh roy ralph god damn um and in this one it's like well it's jason so that aspect is kind of out the window so that kind of the whole mystery took a, a little bit away from the movie to me yeah, yeah but i mean i like not i guess not seeing him mm-hmm. was kind of cool there's that suspense yeah you don't know what he looks like yeah. could be you know he's he's not lake boy anymore he's lake man that's right yeah oh it's all grown up so Ginny, Paul, and Ted are at the bar and they start discussing more about Jason. Like Ginny's just, she's really into this. She can't let it go. Yeah, well, maybe a little too into it. <laughs> a little too, uh, you know, on Jason's side, mm-hmm. I thought. She believes that he could still be out there. And, you know, Paul just keeps telling her, no, it's just a legend. That's what all the locals talk about. It's it's a boogeyman kind of story. Yeah, let it go, Ginny. Come on, Ginny. Jesus. Back at the camp, Sandra and Jeff go off to sex each other. We have Vicky mm. and Mark playing that computer game, you know, hockey or oh, f- football. That's right. The, the one with the puck. The one with the puck. Uh, hockey. And they're uh, they're playing for positions, I think is what uh, is what Vicky says. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to be like a sexy. Like sex? Did she mean sex positions? I think so. I don't know if it was supposed to be subtle or she's just like. What do you, what, who, what does the winner want? She's like, to be on top, you know, like, were they just outright being like, we're gonna have sex later? Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Cause shortly after that, she ends up saying, uh, she's like, how did you end up in your wheelchair? And he's like, I was in a motorcycle accident. Cause I'm a cool guy. Yeah. And she just is like, everything worked down there. And she just, yeah. He's like, well enough. Yeah. And then they, then they get down to dirty business. Well, they try to. That's right. They're, they have it all planned out, but unfortunately, that doesn't happen. Vicky goes to change. She puts on uh, her sexy underwear, which, which looked exactly the same as her previous underwear. Just, it was like a like a kind of brown, it was shinier. Yeah, it oh. was just like a. It's nothing special about it. Yeah, but you know, you're getting all getting all ready for for Mark yeah. there. It Good. was a weird weird scene. Like I'm gonna go change into something a little more comfortable. These underwear are kind of shiny and brown. <laughs> it's like, ooh. <laughs> These will catch your attention. Yeah. So it starts raining and Mark hears something outside thinking it's Vicky. He decides to go out back and check it out. He's calling around, looking around. Always a good move. All of a sudden, we have kill number six. Surprise machete. Hunk. To the face. I gotta say, my favorite kill and also the most disrespectful kill. <laughs> They did that dude so dirty. Oh, they did him so dirty. The <laughs> when it cut, when okay, he gets macheted and he like rolls. He just goes. He down rolls like back a little bit, four and then it, the stairs. It cuts to the stairs. It was like, oh, you didn't have to do that. No, how that is so mean. It was really rude. It seriously felt like a comedy, like shot. Where it's yeah. like, you see the machete to the face. He rolls back like a foot and like stumble or you know stumbles a little bit rage rolls kind of and then yeah just that cut to the (laughs) stairs easily my favorite part of the whole movie oh mine too without a doubt god i was laughing so hard at that part Uh, i felt really guilty (laughs) but it was so funny it was oh and then he (laughs) he like 
rolls back a few stairs and kind of like <laughs> isn't it like slow-mo and then like it freeze frames or it something freeze like that? frames yep. oh my god so good <laughs> you know you know what they say that that he's still going down those stairs <laughs> to this day him and ralph man yeah. you okay i recommend you watch this movie just for that part you know what it reminded me of actually what's that the clip that paul rudd would play at on conan oh when the, where it was the, the, the kid wheelchair. in the wheelchair and he would Oh no! <laughs> show the alien, he would roll off the cliff, soaring straight off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those should be cut together. Someone out there needs to cut those two scenes together. Those please. go perfect together. I like that he brought up the freeze frame too, because I just have that in my notes. Just one line: freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> it was just instant classic scene. Yeah, so good. Well, we're sorry to see you go. Salute to you. Sorry, God. sorry, Mark. God damn, Mark. <laughs> Yeah. Salute to you, Mark. You're one of the good ones. I also do have to say that was my favorite kill as well. Hey, nice. Yeah. We lined up on this it one. It just looks, yeah, it just looked good. It looked good. It, it was kind of reminded me of, uh, from part one, the axe to the face, mm-hmm. which was also my favorite kill from that movie. You're very into the face kills, it seems like. Oh, just, well, again, the practical effects that go mm-hmm. into into those, these two shots in particular looked great, especially they like, did look like we were just talking about with... Um, the previous two kills, mm-hmm. you know, um, Scott and Terry being a little just, more lackluster. Yeah. Scott, just that boring one and Terry just off screen. Yeah. This one felt like a little more like the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so the killer ends up entering the cabin where Jeff and Sander are hanging out. Uh, he grabs his spear, which apparently is a real spear. I kinda, oh, right. From from earlier from in the movie, earlier. the uh, the I'm a the jump scare and the spooky story spear. That's right. The spooky so spooky <laughs> story spear. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot harder to say than I thought it would yeah, be. Spooky, spooky story spear. I'm never going to say that again. Nope. Uh, yeah. I kind of thought that would be like a prop or something that he had. Yeah. You know, more things are made out of plastic nowadays. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it was just going to be a plastic spear. Maybe. Maybe this is why. Yeah. yeah. Too many toy spear killings. Yeah. Just freak accidents by lake boys yeah excuse me or like men that's right or real murders <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so this is where we get kill number seven and eight there's uh that's a twofer you know there's nice. spear straight oh that's Jane right jeff yeah it was like a club sando mm-hmm. nice yeah they're and they're delicious. laying atop each other yeah or, you know one just, of them was on top and one was on bottom as yeah. per sex as, yes. Were they in the act? I think they had, like just finished and they were kissing They're or like something. Kissing, cuddling, like and then boom, spear straight through the both of them and the bed. Yep. Yeah. That oh was, yeah, you see it go straight to the bottom or yeah, straight to the floor, and yeah. there's like a little drop of blood on the spear. Mm-hmm. The that kill also was one that got edited down because of the ratings. Uh, on the back of the VHS, you kind of see like another shot that wasn't used in the movie of like the spear going through the both of them. Mm-hmm. Like you actually kind of see it, which is which is pretty cool. Oh, it actually shows it go. Well, yeah, because in the movie, I guess it's like he goes swings, it, and then you see shows, it come out the bottom of the bed. Yeah, it shows her face going like, "Oh, yeah, the swing," and then yeah, the point at the end. So that's a miss kill right there, or miss yeah. miss opportunity. So Vicky ends up returning to the cabin looking for Mark. She does not know there are two dead bodies upstairs, and Mark is still falling down those stairs. Fun little surprise. Yeah. She goes into the bedroom because, you know, she doesn't see anyone around. She's like, Jeff, Sandra, Jeff, Sandra. She sees that there's people under the sheets. She pulls the sheets back. There's one dead body in there. 
I believe that's going to be um, Sandra. And then we see our killer for the very first time. Boom, killer. Yep. Killer reveal. It's Jason. And he's wearing a, like a, a bag, bag on his over his head. head. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a plaid shirt. Looking pretty, you know, pretty country out there. Yeah. Um, gotta say, okay. Part of me is like respect for the kind of classic killer bag on his head look. It kind of reminds me of, um, the killer in the Zodiac mm-hmm. or a scene from the Zodiac, which was one of the most terrifying kill scenes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But mostly I felt a little bit, I th- I don't know why I thought he was going to be wearing the Jason mask in this one. So when she pulled the sheet back and he's like, ah, I'm wearing a bag on my head. It His was kind of like, it made me laugh. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> and him saying, ah, I have a, I'm wearing a bag on my head. That made it less scary to Everyone me. Everyone always forgets that that's his classic catchphrase. In that's part right. Two. Uh, I got a fun fact here for you. That look is actually inspired by a movie called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. I believe that came out in 1978. Interesting. Because I yeah. think that had something to do with the Zodiac, Zodiac killings? That's Yeah, that's correct. Oh, uh, weird. So that movie is actually based off real life events of like a string of murders that took place in uh, some town that dreaded sundown. Oh, yeah. Because the kills would always happen at night. Right. Uh, but yeah, the the movie, which I actually just watched a couple months ago. I'd never seen it. And I always wanted to check it out. And it was available. And I put it on. Um, it's a weird movie. Yeah. It. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people like it. Uh-oh. Or maybe they do. But <laughs> I I feel like that movie didn't really know what it was doing. Like, it was, it was all over the place. Let me put it like that. So, you know, it's a guy with a bag on his head. And he murders people. But then they would also have like these just comedic moments. There's like this bumbling cop who's always like, oh, I'm forgetting my keys. And they play like kind of like, you know, bumbling music. And I'm like. Classic like, bumbling music. Yeah. And it was. It was fine. I guess I just. Like they weren't so good at building the tension because there's all of these like little comedy. To be fair, it, it was, you know, it's a much older movie. And the tension, I'm sure, was there, maybe just because it's past my prime. But yeah, the the moments, the comedic moments just took me right out of the movie. And I was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Would you say, OK, let me ask you this. Yeah. Which movie do you think was scarier, this movie or or that movie? I guess this movie, not that I would really call this movie too scary. Yeah. But, but if you had to like pick between the two, yeah, like. I, I'm probably well, going to say this I one. guess you liked this one better. Oh, without a doubt. Okay. I just, you know, love the Maybe Friday the that much scarier, but, yeah. So yeah, that's probably what's going to make me biased is just because I really already love this franchise and that was just some movie I watched. Movie, I'm yeah. like, yeah, don't need to see that again. Let me ask you th- this other question. Please. Would you have liked the movie better if he had the classic Lake Man catchphrase? Whoa, I'm wearing a bag on my head before each kill. I would, that would Bring that up an entire See, that's two stars. Why. That's why. And that's how this movie revolutionized the bag on your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The horror industry really as a whole. It, it's changed. Here's another Hurwitz hot take. Hot, <laughs> hot takes and ah. hot dogs. <laughs> that's a person screaming. Yeah. The hot dogs are people. Oh, I don't I don't want to work here anymore. I'd like to put in my, resi- job, dude. Like to put in my resignation. Sorry. Oh, am I the CEO now? 
you could serve the hot dogs in little bags that mm-hmm. say, ah, I'm wearing a bag on my head. Mm-hmm. And that's where you put the hot dogs in. I like, like a that. sleeve. Or I could put like um, a pickle at the end and that'll kind of be like the bag Ooh. that's on the head yeah. of the hot dog. And I call it the Jason hot dog. And you could put a little like, uh, uh, I was going to say popsicle, a little toothpick. Why popsicle? You could take a toothpick and stab it through uh, two more pickles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that would be the spirit of the people. Such oh. a good idea. And then you'd have uh, ketchup as blood. Oh, man. You're going to be a millionaire. And you'd put a little sad face with mustard. Or little right. X's for the eyes. Like, oh, oh, yeah. A little dead face. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Because the bag's on the head. Oh. Or different hot dogs. You know, well, you'll have the Jason hot dog with the pickle at the end. And then as the, the victim bag. hot dog. The victim hot dog, of course. You can't just have one hot dog. That's right. You have to have two. That's, again, your other slogan for your hot, <laughs> your hot dog place. You can't just have one hot dog. You have to have two. Yeah. And every Wednesday, you have deals like two for five. Yeah. Uh, extra victims. Our prices are so good. I should be murdered. <laughs> is my saying on Wednesdays. Yeah. yeah. Only on Wednesdays is your catchphrase. Then. Of course. The rest is like hot dogs. Hot dogs here. Her hot dogs. Hot takes. Takes. Hot Herwitz. horror. Mmm. <sighs> ah. That was great. <laughs> anyway. So, Vicky is obviously freaked out. There is a man with a bag on his head. He just sat up and he's coming at her. And there's dead bodies everywhere. That's or yep, at that's least right. one. There's the killer, the yep. bag on his head guy, mm-hmm. and a dead body. That's correct. Uh, with him. That's going to be not Jenny. I'm sorry, Sandra. Sandra's Sandra. body is in the bed, and um, Jason actually gets a gets a swing in. On Vicky, he like gets her right in the leg. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and she starts to back up, and the door starts to close, and that's when you see Jeff's body hanging on the door. A little throwback. I was yeah, albeit not with arrows. Nope, but he is pinned to the door. It's with the spear, right? I believe so. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like uh, like mother, like son. Oh, I'm gonna just pin you to a door with a sharp object. Yeah, cute. Well, then we get kill number nine. You don't really see it, but like I, I think Vicky gets stabbed like right in the stomach. I think it just like zooms in kind of like on her face a little bit and she just screams and starts to like slide down the wall. Right. And then the camera cuts. So damn, yeah, we've just been getting back to back to back kills. Mm-hmm. Ginny and Paul end up returning to the camp. It's dark. They're wondering like, hey, where is everybody? What's going on? Oh, yeah. God. Where are all the lights off? Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot. Ted uh, also went into town with Paul and Jenny. He was the guy who got really drunk, right? Yeah. I was like, hey, you guys know of any after hours places around here? That's right. And you know what? That ended up saving his life. He stayed out all oh, night. Oh, he never came back. He never came back. Yeah, I didn't realize that until just now. There's a survivor. And Paul was even like, hey, as soon as they close here, you got to come back to camp. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he stays out. Yep. So by being a bad boy, mm-hmm. he's an alive boy, as the saying goes. Mm-hmm. So Ginny and Paul are looking around. It's dark. I think Ginny ends up saying, Paul, there's someone in here. Paul's looking around. And then Jason just like jumps out of the shadows and they just start like wrestling and hitting mm-hmm. each other. And 
Ginny's just standing there doing nothing. She's yep, just, just watching. watching. Yep. No, no, that's not true. No, that's not true. Give her a credit. Okay. She does say, Paul. That's, oh, yeah. Paul. Oh, no, Paul. Yep. As he's like being possibly beaten. being beaten, murdered. murdered in front of her. Yeah. She's doing her best. They call know? that teamwork, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Without her there, who knows what could have happened? Yeah. She's moral support. She is the true hero mm-hmm. of that fight. Oh, totally. Yeah, Paul didn't she, do shit. Yeah, she won that. Yeah. Well, to be fair, she is the one who uh, ends up running away from that. True. Not Paul. <laughs> That's true. So she uh, runs, you know, all through the house. She's hanging out in the bathroom. There's like an axe through the window. He chases her around for a little bit. It's a pitchfork, actually, that goes through one of the doors as well. Uh, she runs into another area of the house, and that's where you see, rest in peace, our good buddy Crazy Ralph's body, oh, just Ralph dead. Yeah, another moment of silence, please. Thank you, thank you. So Ginny escapes the house, and she can't. She tries to run into the car. She can't get it to start, and Jason just starts stabbing through her roof. I don't, I don't oh, with the pitchfork, with right? The pitch, yeah, yeah. Was it like a convertible? Because it seemed like he was diving through cloth. Yeah, I think it, it was cloth. Right. She yeah. can't get the car to start. Yeah, she's freaking out, running right. all about. I like at, at a certain point, you know, she's running away and she hides and she just kind of like waits in some of the bushes. Mm-hmm. And he comes around the corner and she just gets him straight in the nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> See, again, I feel like he was not a scary villain. Yeah. It was like, I have a bag on my head. And then... They would just like push him and he would fall over. I think that scene in particular, she gets him and he like falls back on his back. Yeah, she and like him down. rolls up kind of and his little legs go in the air. He, and he feels like, like a turtle. Yeah, he looked like a little turtle. <laughs> I was like, oh, oops. Oh, no. It was like you're you could easily be just stomp on him. I don't mm-hmm. know. He just seems so like so weak. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So not scary at that point, I thought. Uh, you could have beaten him, right? I I would have made it out of there fine. Hey, no campers would have been killed if I was there. If only. Jeez. Rookies. So she ends up, you know, there's more running around. She ends up running into another cabin and hiding under a bed. She thinks she's fooling Jason. And then, unfortunately, she pees herself. You remember she that? pees herself? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. She's like <laughs> under the bed and then you see like the end of the bed and there's just... Oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I do kind of remember that. And that kind of unfortunately gives her away because he was kind of looking around. He saw it and then he pulled a really good trick. He stood on a chair or he made it sound like he was leaving. He right. stood on a chair. She starts to come out and he tries to get her and he, uh, the chair breaks. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it wasn't such a good trick. <laughs> I mean, it was a good setup. It was a good start. Poor literal execution. Yeah. 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 Hey. So he, uh, he eats shit. And she's just like, fuck, and just takes off <laughs> running straight uh, into uh, another part of the building, I believe it is, or another part of the cabin. And that's when we get Chekhov's chainsaw. Hey, she pulls it out, starts it up. I'm a chainsaw. <laughs> she uses it to um, kind of knock Jason back. I think she gets him in the arm a little bit. He falls down and then she hits him with a chair. That's right. WrestleMania style, just, <laughs> and that's what keeps him down. Yeah, he falls down after the chainsaw and gets hit, to, hit with the chair. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Jenny. Yeah, he's taking a beating, mm-hmm. yet he perseveres. So at this point, 
She's still running, runs straight out into the woods. We see some familiar kind of signs of where she's heading to, and she ends up at Jason's shack. Well, that's right. That's where there's a reveal in the shack, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So she's looking for any place to hide, looking for yeah anything. Mm -hmm. She opens the door, the same door that the cop opened earlier, and this is when we see what's what's in that room. It's pretty gross. What was surprising the cop earlier? Yeah. We see Mrs. Voorhees' head. We see like a little shrine. It's her head. It's her sweater. Then you have... um, Some candles. You have candles. You're going to have Alice's body, their decomposed body there. Oh, I didn't notice that. You have the cop's body. And then you also have Terry's body as well. Or Vicky. It's one of them. A lot of bodies. A lot of bodies. Just Jason. He's collecting them. An aged head. Yep. He's like, look at me, Ma. I've done it. We hear Jason entering the shack. Ginny decides to put on Mrs. Voorhees' sweater, which a gross. Totally. And she decides to try and impersonate Mrs. Voorhees. Okay, so I thought in that moment she was going to pick up Mrs. Voorhees' head Mm -hmm. and and tuck her head (laughs) into the sweater and use her head and be like, oh, Jason, it's me. Yeah. And like use the dead head on top of her head. It's it kind of sets it up like that, you know, a little yeah. bit like the way she moves the sweater kind of. Yeah, she kept kind of like and adjusting like the neck. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, she's about to use this dead person's head as like a little costume. I'm pretty sure I thought the exact same thing when yeah. I saw this movie for the first time, which I was kind of on board with. I'm like, let's see, like you, see where that goes. Do you, man? It's like in The Walking Dead where they like smeared blood and guts on themselves to, right, to, their, to blend in. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're pulling a walking dead moment here. Let me ask you something. Would you ever do that to move around zombies? Oh, Cover smear, yourself in smear just, myself in entrails? Yep. Oof. Pro- honestly, probably. Mm-hmm. I feel like by that point, you're kind of like, zombies are dead bodies. Mm-hmm. And if you're that far into it, you're, you're just kind of desensitized to like that point. dead bodies. Yeah. yeah. But it's They're just everywhere. Like, it would still be disgusting. I've never smelt like a dead body or been around dead bodies. Like get the smell, but I hear it's really gross. And I yeah, feel I've like heard that it's would the just worst smell. Make me vomit continuously. True, true. Yeah, I'm not great with stinky smells. Mm-hmm. That would be hard. That'd be a hard one. I mean, you I guess smear some like uh, something in your nose, maybe. I guess yeah, just like plug it up, put some yeah. tissue paper up there. Yeah. I, some, I mean, some Vicks vapor rub. Depending on the situation, it's fight or flight. If I have to to survive, yeah, I guess I'm just rubbing the, like okay, well, decayed entrails on me. Let me ask you this question then. Let's have it. If you're in, um, in the situation where Jason's coming after you, and you see the sweater and you see the the old decaying Mrs. Voorhees head, mm-hmm. would you try and use her head like a little puppet? Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, Jason, would you do that? I mean, maybe you wouldn't make that decision. But if that was your decision, would you, to survive, would you use the head? Um, so I'm in Ginny's spot right now. Is that yeah. correct? I want to say yes. My probably initial instinct would be to just try and hide behind the shrine and hope right, that he yeah, doesn't totally. find me. But he would just walk around and see me and I'd be dead. Um, but maybe. Yeah. You know what? Why not? I I can't do what she did by pretending to be Mrs. Voorhees because I am not a blonde woman. That's true. Which was, I guess, similar. I guess Mrs. Voorhees had short hair. But at least she blonde. could probably more accurately make the voice. As yeah. a uh, as a brown, just 
black haired Jewish boy, <laughs> he would see through that immediately and be like, to be fair, uh, I, if someone was running me through their options, like, okay, this guy's chasing me. Mm-hmm. I could hide behind the shrine. I could try and like fake it. Like I'm in there and, and run or, or I could put on her sweater and be like, Oh, I'm your mom. That wouldn't be the one that I would be like, it's not your first go-to winner. Yeah. <laughs> that you're going to survive. I'd be like, you're an idiot and you're going to get killed, but it's a bad idea, but it works. It does. So good for her, I guess. Yeah. And you know, Jason is just dumbstruck. He's oh, like, yeah. poor guy. What is happening? You see in his eyes. What's going on in his, in his, his eye. eye. Yeah. I yeah. should say. Cause he has just one hole. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, just, he's confused, you know? Uh, she's saying, Jason, your, your work here is done. Uh, you can stop now. Stop being a dick. Yeah, stop. And she has also grabbed an ax that is in the room. She's slowly getting closer to him. And she, I believe she's going to use it to try and get close the whole pretending to be his mom and then yeah, hit him disarm in the head him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, chomp him down. He actually starts to listen to her too. He gets down on his on his knees because she asked him to very mm-hmm. politely, and he ends up kind of like looking behind her, and he sees the severed head on the pedestal at the shrine, and he's like, "Wait a second, you're not my mom." Mm-hmm. So he gets up and he starts coming at her, but guess who shows up? Who comes to the rescue? But his of course, mom, Paul. Oh. <laughs> Paul comes and they have their wrestle match part two. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Why didn't uh, he didn't kill him? He just kind of wrestled him, I guess. I guess so. And like, he's like, that's enough. I'll just leave him here on the ground. Yeah. Like they, when they were fighting in the dark, he just ends up kind of getting up. I think I, I to thought chase maybe, yeah, Jenny, maybe he was choking him and maybe didn't finish suffocating him all the way or right. whatever. Thought he would be out. But Paul shows up and, you know, Jenny actually helps this time. Does she does she go? Oh, no, Paul, Paul. No, actually, Ginny grabs a machete and she puts it right through Jason's shoulder. Oh, wow. And Paul is okay. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, so. Thanks, Ginny. Jason falls to the ground. I guess that kind of puts him out. I guess I'd be pretty, pretty put down, too, if I got a machete through my shoulder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they take off the mask once he's just out of it and they see something disgusting. Yeah. We don't. We do not. But they do. We get to just imagine what they see. Yeah. It can't be good because their reactions aren't good. Yeah, they look disgusted. They're like, oh, God, no. Oh, oh, God. Oh, fuck. He's just a normal looking guy. <laughs> They're just very particular about like. Yeah. You know, Ew. Like, you have a mole? Oh, your teeth aren't very straight. Jesus. That's disgusting. <laughs> we end up following Ginny and Paul back to the camp. Everything seems pretty chill. They sit down on a bed. Uh, that's when they hear something coming from outside, some sort of noise. They start, they, they get themselves all prepared. Ginny has uh, the pitchfork. Paul has the handle to the pitchfork. Does he? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's weird because she had the I top. I don't she? know what happened to the middle part. Oh, okay. She yeah, had like well, the top of the pitchfork. Yeah, and she was yeah. holding it forward like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. And then it it like panned over and cut to him and he, he was holding a stick i was like what is that and it was the handle like he had the he was holding the base of it and the little handle part was like like you would strike him with it like a hammer just a little slap in the head yeah a little like a don't what yeah yeah you stop that yeah get back I was like pick up a chair or something i don't know 
I mean, Ginny did it and it worked pretty well. Exactly. Well, for a little bit, he got back up and yeah, tried to kill her. But, you know, cross that bridge when you get to it. Yeah, better than a handle. So Paul opens the door and look who it is. Our, our, uh, our bud. It's Muffin. Yeah. I like how the music kind of changed too. too. <laughs> I would say second favorite part of the movie. If not, that might be tied for my favorite part. Really? Because it was so ridiculous. Uh-huh. Because like you said, it wasn't like the door swung open and you just see Muffin sitting there with a little bow and it's yep. like, and it plays music and there's like wind rushing through air. It's uh-huh. like, yeah. It was like, what? Yeah. is this it, it was, was like a weird comedic moment almost it was just so you know alleviate all the tension yeah, there yeah. and it worked you know everyone was happy yeah Ginny let down her guard paul thinks everything's cool and then what happens slow-mo yep that that was me crashing through glass lake boy excuse me yeah. lake man yeah that was lake man crashing through glass yeah just Jason, to clarify i want to make sure no one thinks steve uh came crashing through the window in this movie. Yeah, no. Or or in this podcast. Right. My sound effects were so realistic. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that, chat. Yeah. Well, we don't want to scare listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also known as the man of many sounds. Mm-hmm. So the window was just one. Uh, keep listening and you'll hear many more. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like a scream. Ah. Oh, that's just a tease. That, uh, yeah, that was that was just me again. Yeah, that's for, that was free. Here. Yeah. So Lake Boy. Goddamn. Keep messing that up. He's a lake yeah, man. He's now. a lake man, Steve. <laughs> lake man busts through the window. Again, we got that slow motion. We get kind of like that same music cue, the dun, 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 dun. Oh. And he grabs Ginny and. And we see a, his face. We do. Oh, for the very first time. It's hideous. Oh, yeah. He, uh, reminiscent of, I, I would say he could be related to. um The guy from the Goonies. Sloth. Sloth. He did. Totally. have Yeah. I mean, to be like fair, Jason did spend a lot of time underwater, so he probably like absorbed a lot of that. Yeah. Just made his head bulbous and weird looking. Gotta say, he actually looked better than I would have expected. Really? Yeah, I would have thought he, like his skin was pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. He was like kind of deformed, but like, yeah, his smooth was, was smooth as smooth as baby. Yeah. You know, that long hair. Just I thought maybe he'd be face. maybe paler mm-hmm. and like maybe like kind of kind of. I don't know, slippery or like he did look like pretty deteriorated kind yeah. of like, like his in, mom. The, in the first one. Remember you saw yeah. when, when he was Lake boy. Yeah. Like he was very slippery, way grosser looking in the first one. He's probably just spending more time underwater. And then That's he's why. like, I've been, I've just been above water now, just chilling and like moisturizing. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking good guy. Yeah. I don't know why Ginny and Paul were just so afraid of you. They were disgusted. Yeah. Like you're just living, on, guys. You're you're living your life, little, Jason. Yeah. Being a little judgmental here. So once Jason breaks through the glass, you know, he grabs Ginny and then the scene closes out. The scene there, the next scene opens up with Ginny uh, being taken away by the paramedics. She starts asking, where's Paul? And I believe one of them, they don't answer or they're just like, there's no one else here. She gets put into the ambulance. The ambulance drives off and we end up flashing back to the to the shed. We see Mrs. Voorhees' head and the camera just sits on that, on that image. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah, I, it was a, the ending was a little, um, I don't know. I wasn't expecting that to end there. Mm -hmm. 
it just felt kind of like he crashes through the window and then, you know, some stuff happens and and then and then it is over. I don't know. It felt like abrupt almost. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Abrupt. Originally, the ending was going to have uh, Mrs. Voorhees. She opens her eyes and looks at the camera. See, I was waiting for that. Yeah. It uh, like zoomed in on it. I was like, oh, it's going to open its eye, which I don't get why that would happen. Mm-hmm. But it, that seemed it seemed like that's what it was setting up. It it was. Yeah. The uh, head. It's actually someone's head. It's it's not like a model or something. Oh, yeah. They had an actor, an actor physically put on makeup and this had them there specifically to open their eyes and have that scene. Oh, weird. That's why it looks so kind of like real. Right. Like fake. The same was time. it the same actor from the first movie? Do you know? No, 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 no. Oh, it was someone she else. She only came back for like, like a few flashback scenes that I think popped Maybe up. Maybe the, um, the scene where she's like, Jason. Oh, yeah, yeah. When Jason is seeing kind of his mother and Ginny trying to do the same thing. Yeah, it's like she's wearing the sweater and it superimposes. Yeah, know, her face, there. face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they, it was deemed too comical. And so they are, this is where he's opened her eyes. So that's why they, they ended up taking it out and just ending it on the shot of the head with the eyes closed. That's funny that, I mean, of, of all the things, I don't know if that would be comical to me Yeah, compared to like Mark's death, for instance, <laughs> or like the do- muffin showing up with its magical music in yeah. the doorway. But okay. See, no, it was the head that crossed the line there. Yeah. yeah. You don't want that head opening its eyes. No, thanks. That's just a joke. I'd be laughing all the mm, way home. Me too. Well, yeah, that kind of wraps up the Friday the 13th part two. And you said you just weren't really the biggest fan of it. Yeah. Compared to the first one, again, the like the um, knowing who the killer was took a lot out of it for me. Yeah. It just felt kind of like the the first half of the movie just felt like waiting for the movie to start. Mm hmm. It was like, okay, more campers. I know I get it. They're going to hang out some more. I don't know. It just felt like I already watched this part in the first one. We've seen this already. And I already know who the kill. So it's not even like watching the people to be like, oh, which one of these people might be a killer. It was kind of like, oh, well, I'm sure most of them are going to just get killed. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I definitely like the first one better. I think I did two. Just, yeah. just a little bit. The mystery kind of really did. Help bring yeah. it together. The who who done it? Right. Who done it at the camp? Who done it? So out of out of bags on your head, out of thirteen, mm-hmm. uh, how would you rate this movie? Ooh, I would say, I would say f- four bags, maybe three bags. Three bags out of thirteen bags. Out of thir- I'd say four bags out of thirteen bags. That's right. I forgot it's out of thirteen bags on the head. Yeah, I would say four. I would probably give this a. I think I gave part one nine Mrs. Voorhees' sweaters. So I think I'm gonna give this a. I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay. Nice. Wow. Double bags my score on the head out of thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I just kind of like seeing Jason. He's kind of like, he's, cool. he's now here. This is the character that has made this franchise so iconic and memorable. Mm-hmm. And it's like his his beginnings. Right. He is very different in this movie mm-hmm. from what I've heard. Because again, I mean, I've seen him with the mask and yeah. stuff, but 
And his look ends up Seems changing different. throughout too. Like in part three, he's bald. Part four, yeah, he's just like the face changes a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a horror movie. At totally. the end of the day, we're all just cheering on Jason, right? He's the real hero. Yeah, here. he's the hero of the story. He is. He got those camp counselors. What a uh, what a simple name too for a mm-hmm. uh, for a killer, Jason. Jason. This is Eric. The killer, the camp killer. There was another name for him before Jason that they were thinking about using, but I, I don't remember what it was, but it definitely wasn't as good as Jason. Was it Ralph? Ugh. Poor I, Ralph. I know. I miss him already. Ugh. He came into our hearts real quickly in part one and then left pretty quickly too on a bike. Yeah. 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 Pretty quick. <laughs> All right. Well, wait, wait, wait. So, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay yes is is one bag on the head equal to one Ms. Voorhees sweater just yeah. really quick okay yeah. good. I don't want to you know if there's a conversion no conversion no. rate of some kind and like eight maybe uh maybe eight bags is like 20 sweaters and then this one's way better oh wow um no no it's an equal okay one to one ratio one to one ratio just yeah. clearing it up you know good 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 check right there hey Jeff do you know what time it is 728 <laughs> sure is do you know what other time it is uh no what time it's time to get some trivia in you ayo let's put that trivia in me yep i got a few uh fun and not so fun facts oh to uh to knowledge bomb you with right now i'm ready well not too much trivia but i, and I guess <laughs> man what a really, setup. You worked you up there, huh? <laughs> Just one one trivia fact. Yeah, I I'm ready. I've been kind of putting trivia and fun facts throughout. A not so fun fact mm-hmm. was that uh, Adrian King, the scream queen and the hero from part one, uh, she ended up having a stalker after that first movie. Oh. Yeah. Uh guy just, you know, would follow her around, found out where she lived, broke into her house, and... Um, it really just, as it would to most people, just freak you out. Well, yeah, upsetting. especially when you're, you know, it's like the movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's That's terrifying. Yeah, unfortunately, because of that, uh, she ended up kind of quitting or leaving the spotlight for a while and right. kind of stopped acting, which, uh, which is shitty because, yeah. you know, I thought she did a great job in part one. I Me loved too. her. Yeah, we talked about how well she did. Mm-hmm. And even in like the short scene that she had at the very beginning, I was like, yeah. Let's get more Alice in here. But then unfortunately, uh, that, that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's a, another fun fact for you. When it came time for the original director, was it Sean S. Cunningham, I believe his name was, uh, Tom Savini, and uh, another person who worked on the first movie uh, to come, when it came time for them to come back, they all politely kind of declined or when they were offered the chance. Oh, because they said it didn't make any sense as to why, as like why why is Jason the killer now? Like if he's been alive this whole time, why didn't he just show up to his mom and be like, "Hey, I'm not dead." Like, oh hi, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm fine and drown. Hey, you know what? Here, let me let me uh, decide on a reason right now. Yeah, maybe he was still unconscious, dead in the lake. And the lake had to like bring him back to life somehow with with nutrients. Of See? course, <laughs> great reason. Come on, yeah, guys. They clearly didn't think about that. Yeah, 
But that's why uh, they just didn't see a point, and that's why uh, Steve Miner ended up coming on to direct part two. What else has Steve Miner directed? That's a great question. Oh, so uh, Steve Miner ended up directing part three, which I really do like. I'm looking forward to watching that one. Uh, he did a movie called House, which I saw a couple years ago. Or Is that like a Doctor House? It's not. Oh. Uh, it's about zombies or a haunted house. I'll be honest. I didn't like it and don't don't really care to revisit that one. Um, he did the movie Warlock, which I've heard of, but never seen, nor do I have any actual information about it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he directed uh, Halloween H2O, <laughs> Just Add Water, directed Lake Placid. A classic. Mm hmm. Uh, apparently, one episode of Smallville called Duplicity. Duplicity. When Dr. Stephen Hamilton, physically sick from repeated exposure to meteor rock radiation, causing what the fuck? I mean, I feel like every episode of Smallville was someone being sick from exposure to meteor rock and then doing a thing wasn't that like the first four seasons yeah it's just like thanks superman oh no this whole crazy town. teen messed up on meteor yep one he's like a bug boy he's a yeah, boy he spider boy like a bug Ugh, hate i hated that. that yeah uh there's the one where amy 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 adams yeah she was in an episode of smallville what you don't remember that i remember she was in an episode of the office she was um she sold purses she was uh woman who would like suck the fat out of people to say Ew. to stay thin or something that like that seems backwards but <laughs> i wouldn't put it past smallville classic smallville so uh steve minor has not had a lot of other large movies i mean tv shows and i mean you know no you know good for you man you're directing i have yeah never some great tv it looks anything. like against smallville and warlock i got a uh, i got some i got some trivia here throw it at some me. disturbing trivia from let's, the movie let's have it um so originally the sex scene between sandra and jeff was longer oh that's right that's right um it had full sandra. frontal nudity yeah she, she, she was only 16 underage she ended up uh, i believe she lied uh, about her age to Oof. get on the movie and then they did that sex scene and then it came out that she was underage and they're like oh oopsies we gotta we gotta get rid of that yeah and they destroyed the film yeah in the scene when jason crashes into the window and grabs jenny mm -hmm. warrington gillette the actor playing jason uh hurt himself because he hit his head on the uh on the glass he Oof. banged his head on the glass trying to break through the window and got injured uh, i have one final piece of fun facts you here mm. this is kind of one of the last this is the last friday the 13th movie that kind of involves counselors at a camp thank the lord <laughs> because man i full journey from the first movie saying oh, i love the the camp like theme and the camper isn't it so classic and this one i was like okay i get it mm -hmm. so you know what i'm i'm glad the next one picks up on a new on a new leaf. It's a little similar. <laughs> you know, part three takes place kind of at a cabin, which is by a oh, lake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I see. It's that not campers. Exactly. It's, it's, it's partying teens. Right. Part four also is going to have partying teens, but it's like 
It's like it takes place kind of between two houses, essentially. Are there like lots of trees? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Is there a lot of um, teens kissing and going off in pairs to have sex? Yes. And then getting killed? Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They start to change it at a certain point. He ends up in space. So what the hell? Yeah. Jason X, baby. Call me. Call me a fan. Hey, fan. Hey. So would you say this is a movie you would watch again? No. Not at all. No. Um, I would watch the first one again, like with friends, like on Halloween or something. It's like a fun party movie. I don't think I'd watch it by myself. Mm-hmm. This one I wouldn't watch in any context. <laughs> I'd I'd find the scene of marketing guilt. Mm-hmm. I'd watch that mm-hmm. by myself and with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, eight bags on the head out of thirteen. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, do you have any final thoughts on the movie? Final thoughts. I got to say, um, not, no, not really. Yeah. It was one of those. I feel like definitely real slow start. Um, some satisfying moments in the, in the third act. Um, um, I'm curious to see what three, how three picks up from this one. Because we have, it's changed so much since the first one. So hopefully three changes even more. I'd but say I mean, same director. So um, uh, again, part three is another. Well, I'm pretty sure part three is considered a really popular one amongst the fans. I know that that used to be one of my favorite ones. It's mm-hmm. now become four. I absolutely love four. That one, that one's a hoot and a holler. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well. Jeff, that's going to wrap up part two here. Thank you again. Thanks for having me, yeah, Steve. No problem, man. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that this wasn't a big winner for you, but I'm glad you know you hey, watched. You it. know what? You're a big winner. You've uh, you've never seen this movie before, and now you have. Exactly. And now you can say I'm never going to watch that again. Right. I, I'd call that a win. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Well, where can people find you on social media? That would be jeffersonmiller.com mm-hmm. or uh, art of Jefferson on Instagram. Twitter, uh, right? That's pretty much it. Nice. Some other places. Cool. He's got some great artwork. I've plugged you before, you know, at yeah. least in the, in the first episode. Yeah, yeah I'm back. <laughs> yeah. So he's got great artwork, pop culture, comic books, movies. He's designed some beer labels. And again, he helped design the logo, the image for this podcast. Yeah. So thank you again, man. It, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, next uh, next episode, we're going to be doing Friday the 13th, part three. I'm going to have my friends James and maybe a, another special guest. Maybe a third mystery guest. Yeah, we'll see. Yet to be named. Formerly known as Jeff. Mm-hmm. Oh. Is it you? We'll see. We'll you see. You have to tune in. All right. Thanks again for listening, guys. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Herwitz's House of Horror... Ooh, Ooh. Oh, spooky. Ah.